The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. With one more preseason contest left, that's on Thursday night in Seattle. And as we said, we'll have that game for you at 8 o'clock Central Time. There's Brock Lesnar in there for what will be his first official tackle in the National Football League. And the fans know it. I mean, the fans are going crazy. Certainly a local favorite. That Brock Lesnar gets a tackle and set off all kinds of fireworks. <laughs> Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast. We do this every Monday and Thursday night right here at 6.15 Central Time on the Viking Age YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe and you can also check out the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts the day after if you can't catch the show. But I am your Monday host, Chris Shad. Joining me, of course, is my co-host, who I got to point the other direction, is Adam Patrick. And uh, yes, he is the managing editor at the Viking Age. I forgot to point that out. But Adam, I only forgot because I'm way too excited. I, I got to start off with this because we spent like 15 minutes talking about it last show. WrestleMania 38. What were your thoughts? That was good. Um, yeah, that was good. There was a lot to like. Uh, I, I I would characterize myself as a... Uh, a casual wrestling fan at this point. I don't know if you've heard the term of like casual Catholic or whatever, where like you only go to like Easter mass and Christmas mass and you're like, okay, I'm good. Um, I kind of do the same thing with like the Royal Rumble and, and WrestleMania at this point in my life. Um, but it was good. It was good. It was, I'm glad it was two days. I think uh, eight hours, all of that together would have been too much, but there was some, some good stuff. Pat McAfee was awesome. Uh, Wee Man was awesome. Uh, Cody Rhodes. Everyone knew Cody Rhodes was coming back, but it still was awesome. Like, uh, I don't think I realized how much I liked his intro song. I I don't know if it sounds better because he's in WWE, but it's just I like it a lot, and I've been listening to it a lot since he returned. Um, and yeah, it was good. Unfortunately, we had to see you know Vince McMahon take his shirt off and and pretend to fight. We did probably didn't need that, uh, but no, it, it was good. And uh, yeah, my my favorite match was probably probably Cody and and Seth. I think that was good with uh, with Pat McAfee coming in in second there. Well, the battle of ex Vikings ended with uh, Roman's shoulder popping out of its socket. Uh, yeah, was that, that real? Was a little bit. I, th- nobody knows. We'll find out tonight on Raw. That's a yep. pretty good uh, hook. This is not a wrestling podcast, by the way. This is a Vikings <laughs> podcast. <laughs> hey, but, we're talking uh, Vikings, though. Yes, I, I know. That's why I let off with that, just to kind of mix yeah. a little Vikings in. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I liked it. I mean, Roman and Brock was a little bit disappointing. Um, a lot of suplexes, a lot of F5s. It's kind of what you would expect there. Uh, my favorite match of the weekend actually was Becky Lynch against Bianca Belair. Yeah. I thought yep. that uh, they made it feel like a really big match, especially with Bianca coming out with the, I think it was Texas Southern mar- marching band. It, it was yeah. it was something like that. I yeah. apologize if I don't have the school right. And then Becky coming out in the uh, car, and then they just beat the hell out of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, like you, I have also been listening to Kingdom by Downstate, which is Cody Rhodes' theme. Uh, over the past couple days, nonstop. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was just cool to see all the AEW stuff basically superimposed into a WWE uh, environment. It's like uh, the WWE video games when you create guys and do that. Um, You know, when WWE gets things right, they get it right. And I thought they got WrestleMania right. Their problem is consistency, but they've at least bought, for me, single guy living 
I was going to say living at home, but I'm I'm not living at home. At your, at um, your home. At my home. Yes, that's what I meant. You know, single guy by myself, you know, I watch Raw. I watch SmackDown. I've been kind of a casual WWE fan lately. So they have about a month for me. And I'll check out oh, yeah. Raw tonight. Raw after WrestleMania is always really good. But uh, I just wanted to get your opinion on WrestleMania because I I was entertained. And, and that's mm-hmm. basically how I wanted to follow that up. Speaking of entertained, if you like fights, if you like battles, if you like battle royales, Royal Rumble, and all that stuff, the Minnesota Vikings are planning one in training camp because we are about to enter the 10th annual Can He Play Guard Battle Royale. Um, I don't know if it's the 10th, but it sure as hell seems like it because we've been doing this for a decade. Uh, But the Vikings are getting a whole bunch of NFL caliber fringe starting guards together and they're just going to have them fight to the death. Not really because that would be a little extreme, but um, they signed Chris Reed, who is a Mankato native. Uh, (laughs) Did you know that Adam Thielen actually went to Mankato, Adam? I don't know. That might be shocking. I thought I heard that somewhere, but I wasn't sure. So thanks for confirming that to me. Um, It might've been in my, uh, it might've been in my hardcore rant last week about Adam Thielen, but did he sell dental equipment too? Something like that. Is he going to get a Disney movie? You think? Eh, It's a good chance. Like the the rookie or something. If if he doesn't, Kirk Cousins has enough money to pay for him to make his own movie. So (laughs) it'll be shown in uh, religious establishments worldwide. Um, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) Adam Thielen actually played with Chris Reed at men at Mankato. So it's like the mega powers collide to keep the wrestling thing going. Something 29, like that. 29 career starts between Indianapolis, Carolina, Miami, and Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. He was 39th out of 88 qualifying guards that had 20% of the league lead in snaps last season. So he's about a middle-of-the-road uh, guy. The Vikings have added yeah. Austin Schlotman, Jesse Davis, Chris Reed. They already have Wyatt Davis and Ole Udo. So after my long diatribe, have the Vikings finally established a legitimate, a legitimate guard competition going into training camp? Well, I think they have. Yeah, they got they got a bunch now that are going to fight for the spot. And we still don't know if they're going to draft somebody. They could still do that and bring someone young in as well to compete. I'm not so sure if Ali Udo is going to be in the mix because uh, they might maybe push him back to, to being a tackle where, you know, he's supposed to be. Um but I would think right now you got what Chris Reed, Jesse Davis, Austin Austin Slotman, uh, Wyatt Davis. Uh, who's the is Kyle Hinton? Could he be in in, in that mix? I think he he's got a, put on the practice squad. Yeah. So I, so I, he I could, think he, he was on there, but now he's doing the practice. He could be squad in there. Thing, it's so. it's a new coaching staff, so it could he could be in there and and possibly a rookie or an undrafted free agent. Uh, so yeah, they got competition um, with this. Signing though, Chris Reed, I feel like it's similar. Like he's a little better than the guys that they've brought in, but it's kind of similar because I feel like because this is all really the Vikings can afford, the guys that they're bringing in were like trying to like scrounge for whatever like good part of this player that we can find and be like, well, hopefully they can just do that for the entire season and then, you know, the Vikings will be set. But, you know, with a signing like this, it's just it's another. Eh, we'll see. But with guards too, like you don't, you just don't want them to be uh, terrible, like Ali Udo was last year, or or Dakota Dozier was the year before, and uh, which Jesse Davis has pretty much been his entire career. I don't care if he he graded better uh, as a guard than he did as a tackle because he was god awful as a tackle and he was kind of terrible as a guard. So. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, Jesse Davis is way better as a guard. And he's still pretty bad. Um, but yeah, it, it is what it is. It's good to have competition. It might be good to have some depth. Um, and and we'll see what the Vikings plan is. I think they're going to be, I think next week, they start uh, at least conditioning part of their OTAs. And we'll uh, get to maybe hear from, from some of them and kind of, we don't really know what the Vikings' plans are. I feel like until it's training camp, probably. Like OTAs, they're going to run some drills. And will they have their mini camp? 
and people are going to report and like say this is the offensive line first team or whatever. But until you you know you get to training camp, I, I feel like we're not really going to know what their plans are for the offense. What do you what do you think about you know what they're doing so far? I like what they're doing at guard, and I did some research for a article at zonecoverage.com where I looked at some of the trends with guards and kind of this idea of just throwing a whole lot of guards together and just letting them compete. And what I found was that in the past, the Vikings really went into each year, like married to an idea. So like this year they were married to that Wyatt Davis was going to start and it just didn't pan out. Right. A couple of years ago, it was Drew Samia. Um, even further back, Pat Elfline's going to get stronger because his hands are strong because he worked with concrete in the summer. That was a thing. <laughs> um, you know, when that didn't work out, they got burned. This gives them protection in case, okay, we missed on three different guards, but guard four is like somewhat decent. So we'll just plug them right in. And I found that in the last 10 years, there have been 47 different players that have ranked in the top 10 of PFF's overall guard grades. Again, uh, within guards that have ranked within 20% of the league lead in snaps that season. So of those 47, only 19 of those players did it twice. So you obviously have your Quentin Nelsons, your Zach Martins, Mm -hmm. Marshall Yanda was another name I found a lot. Brandon Scherf. A lot of those guys were in there. So, I mean, there's there's some guys that will repeat, but usually... You have some guys breaking in. You have some guys falling out. You know, it's a very volatile position. And I think what Buffalo did, everybody's talking about that. That's like the Patrick Mahomes debate of the offensive line, right? You just get a whole bunch of guards. You throw them in a room. They like fight and throw punches and stuff. And one guy emerges and he's your starter. Like Wyatt Davis was left for dead and he got traded to Cleveland, right? So, I I mean, this is what the Vikings could do because they don't have the money to go out and get a Brandon Scherf, to get one of the top guards in free agency. They have to get creative. And if you're going to go cheap, guard is a good position to do it. Now, what I don't yes. want them to do is to go into 12 and go, well, we're going to get the best guard in the draft because we need a guard. I mm. do not want Tyler Lindenbaum. Maybe if you no. trade down a little bit and he's there towards the back half of the first round, but if you do it at 12, you're basically just repeating your own mistakes. So, Right now, I like what they're doing. If they draft another guard, and I think they will, uh, I would really like to see what they're doing. It's interesting. It adds intrigue, and it's a legitimate competition. Is there isn't there a kid from Nebraska like who's a who's a center Beef too? But proje- yeah, I don't know his first be... name, but he was walking around with jerky at the combine. Just yeah, a like he's uh he's just projected to be like maybe a second or third round pick. I think that's someone they should probably have to focus on, like. Just first round centers, like I think Vikings fans are just scarred with Garrett Bradbury and like who's the like wasn't Billy Price uh a first round center, mm-hmm. I feel like, or at least second round or something. He was one that Vikings fans I remember talking about. I'm like it's I think like Frank Rag now might be one of the yeah, the most recent kind of early round centers that worked out. Um but yeah, drafting a center high, you just it's you don't need to do that. Um just like drafting a kicker at all in the draft. You, you don't need to do that. But yet the Vikings did both uh, recently. Uh, but you said, you know, throw them into a room or whatever and have them fight it out. For some reason, it made me think of maybe because of from WrestleMania or whatever, like the jackass bit where they played uh, medicine ball, dodgeball in the dark. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that'd be great. I would just like to have them all go, go do that. And whoever comes out alive gets to be the starting right guard. So I think, you know, if there's a tiebreaker they need to do, they should do that. So those are those are that's my thoughts on the whole uh, competition. Uh, All you yeah. know walks out just like, no, get back in there. Like we don't. Yeah. Come on. Like, <laughs> come on. Where are you, Chris Reed? You're, uh, you're from Mankato like Adam Thielen. You should be good. Such a great bit. Uh, such a great bit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's start with topic number two, which was an interesting <laughs> one that you actually brought up to me. And that is. Jim Harbaugh and Colin Kaepernick. Uh, Let's start with the timeline here because all this will make sense. That the Vikings brought in Jim Harbaugh for an interview. And it looked to everybody like he was going to be the guy that was going to get the head coaching job, right? But then according to Chad Graff of The Athletic, something went wrong. It took a left turn in his words. And 
Yep. Jim Harbaugh left uh, TCO Performance Center. Kevin O'Connell was hired hours later, and everybody's kind of like, what's what's going on here? So Jim Harbaugh decided for his spring game to bring in Colin Kaepernick as their honorary captain. Now, Kaepernick is a Nevada alum. He is not from Michigan. So a lot of people kind of connected the dots, and they're like, hey, maybe Kaepernick was uh, thrown in there. Mike Florio said he didn't even pitch the idea. But what do you think? What do you think of that connection? Because it seems like with the way the NFL has treated Kaepernick since he took that knee, I don't know. Something fishy seems to be going on there. Yeah. I think um, Florio, you know, Mike Florio from Profile is known for maybe stirring the pot a bit. But with this, I don't think he is. Um, He's also a Vikings fan, so he has some some intel in the, what's actually going on in there. Um, I think, first off, if Kaepernick was going to the Vikings, uh, uh, Florio would be one of the first people to report that to be the case because he's not the biggest fan of Kirk Cousins uh, or or anything that they've really done the last 50 years. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I believe Florio, when he came out with this report this morning, I think the speculation was kind of picking up this weekend when, when Kaepernick was hanging out with Harbaugh because it's hard to ignore that. They both went, they took the 49ers to a Super Bowl in Harbaugh's second season uh, with the Niners, which looking up his stats today, I was writing about this this thing going on and I was just getting angry because the Vikings still didn't hire Jim Harbaugh after he had so much success. But that's in the past. We don't need to talk about that anymore. They got Kevin O'Connell, see so he can do. Um, but uh, I think Florio mentioned that Kaepernick didn't come up as like him being a quarterback, but possibly a quarterback's coach. If, you know, whenever Kaepernick's playing career is officially done. Um, and I don't think the Vikings would have had a problem with that, but, um, I don't know. It was, it was fun to speculate, I guess. And it's easy to make that connection, but I think the, the Florio report is one that I trust. And I don't think it was it was brought up it seems like it might have been something else whether it was money or like roster control or what harbaugh had in in mind for kirk cousins even because maybe he wanted to try and move on from him and and the wolves are like no that we're not going to do that so i i don't think the left turn i might have thought it a couple days ago that the left turn had to do with kaepernick i even think i tweeted about it but i don't think that's the case anymore I think it had something to do with the quarterback position. I, I really do, because it just seemed like there were a lot of people who were just like, you know, I mean, Kirk Cousins, this is going to sound weird. He's like a joke around the league. Like he's a punchline, which isn't, which isn't saying he's a bad quarterback. That's just the reputation that he has. Not as, business man. What's that? Not as a businessman. Not as a businessman. Not as a businessman at all. When Kirk Cousins comes to do business with you, you better run the other way. I'll tell you what, I rip he on him a lot. He is going to get his money. I was going to say, I rip on him a lot, like for on-field performance. But if he ever gave me a call to do business after when he retires, I will be first in line to do that because that dude knows how to make money. So If Kirk Cousins <laughs> got a line of car washes, you would be first in line to invest in that stuff. Yeah. It's like, how sure. much you need, Kirk? Let's yeah. do this. For sure. I, I, do, yeah. I do think that... I, I mean, I do think that um, as everybody tries to get a hold of me between 6.15 and 7 <laughs> o'clock on Mondays and Thursdays again, <laughs> I do th- like it, it's such a weird situation. So, so I mean, there's two parts to this and, I, and I'll spill my take here. Like, you know, Colin Kaepernick gets blackballed essentially from the NFL after taking yep. a knee. And, and it's yep. funny now because the NFL is all like and racism, ah, like all this stuff. And like, I started thinking about like the Wills, they seem like they're obsessed with public opinion. So maybe they sat there and, you know, if this was brought up and I don't think it was, I think Florio's got a credible report. Like you said, he's a Vikings fan. Those are probably his strongest ties. He's probably talked Mm -hmm. to people that are tied in with the organization and then that, but I mean, I could totally see the Wills or any other NFL owner going like, no, if we bring him in, we'll lose the fans and. Stearns County or something. If you live in St. Claude, I'm sure you're very friendly, by the way. Just, just don't don't hunt me down for that. <laughs> but 
I mean, it, it, it's weird. It's weird. We live in an NFL where, you know, Deshaun Watson has 22 active sexual assault cases and he's getting $240 million guaranteed or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. uh, Kareem Hunt kicked a chick. He's in the league. Mm -hmm. Tyreek Hill beat up his pregnant girlfriend in college and then put his toddler in an arm bar. And then he goes down to Miami and gets another big contract. And yet we mm -hmm. have Colin Kaepernick here because a lot of people didn't like what he did. He might have, and he had probably had the right message, but a lot of people are just like, nope, not my quarterback. I'm never cheering for that. And and you know what? Like you said, the guy went to a Super Bowl. Like some of the quarterbacks they're starting right now are just ridiculous. It's like, you're going to start Wyatt and Mills out there. Okay, good luck with, or Davis Mills. I don't know. It doesn't matter what his name is. He starts for Houston anyway. Like, like it, it, it's a weird situation, but th that's all I wanted to say on that. And then you have Harbaugh here. And and like now the thing that I'm starting to wonder, and I and I heard this mentioned on the Purple Insider podcast, is if the Vikings are doing what they did and extending everybody and getting everybody in place and, you know, we're going to run it back because Kevin O'Connell is mm -hmm. the greatest coach ever and Mike Zimmer had like dementia or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, was Harbaugh the right coach? Because it seems like he would have been a better choice than a first-time guy who, you know, won at a blackjack table with Sean McVay in Vegas. Like, yep. it seems like I'd rather have the guy with a better record in the NFL. What do you think? Oh, a thousand percent. I I still would want to. I wanted the Vikings. He like before this coaching search search even started. Before Harbaugh was even in contention or even rumors about him meeting with the Vikings, I like tweeted out like my top three choices and he was number one because I knew his past success and I knew he's just coming off a success su successful year with Michigan. And I figured he'd probably use that uh, to boost himself back in the NFL, which he tried to do and then uh, didn't work out. So he's like, Oh, I was just kidding. I was just you know, seeing what's out there. I'm back for good forever. Maybe until next year. Um, but yeah, I totally would want Harbaugh to be, you know, this is no knock on Kevin O'Connell and he could turn out to be a, a really good coach, but why would anyone pick a rookie head coach uh, to, to run a team full of veterans uh, that are pretty much probably going to be set in their ways and not really open to changing much of what they do? compared to someone who was in a similar situation in San Francisco when he arrived and quickly turned that team into a contender, which is what the Vikings want Kevin O'Connell to do. So like it really <laughs> does. I don't, it sounds like the people making the hiring decisions didn't really want anything to do with Harbaugh to begin with. He was just someone that Quasey wanted and, you know, they, they like Quasey, so they're like, "All right, we'll give him, we'll give him a shot, we'll give him, him an interview." And Harbaugh's like, "If they're giving me an interview, you know, why would they even bother bringing me in if they're not going to give me the job?" Uh, and so he comes in thinking he's getting the job, and Quasey's like, "You know, we'll have this interview." And then the people doing the hiring process are like, "Unless he blows us away, you know, he's not going to be the head coach." Which I think I feel like going into the Harbaugh interview, the Vikings. Most of the people in that building already knew that Kevin O'Connell was going to be their guy. Um, so I don't think it, it really would have mattered what happened in there. But it's just like everything the Vikings want to happen like this next season and the year after of being immediately turned into a contender is something that Jim Harbaugh has already done. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. But what do the what does anything the, there's nothing that makes sense when it comes to the Vikings. So, you know, that's, especially, that's all I got. especially this regime bringing back a core that has been under 500 for 800 days. And yeah, I, I don't know. Like Cy Amundsen talked about it on his podcast. It was back when they were about to hire him. And it, like, you know, Jim Harbaugh comes in, you have four years and then all of a sudden, everybody's just burned out like, we just need to take a deep breath because I don't know what the hell that just was. Like, that is Jim Harbaugh. But, like, the Vikings are doing the same thing. Like, I don't think yeah. Kevin O'Connell's going to come in and burn any everyone out because he just seems no. like the nicest person on yeah. the face of the earth from what we've seen anyway. Um, 
But I, I mean, it, it, it's just like Harbaugh comes in kind of that. And, and I don't know, maybe like a lot of people thought he was a lot like Zimmer, which I'm maybe yeah. I, I could see be. that. But he was a player's coach like Alex <laughs> Boone had that big, long interview. So and he's an offensive guy. I feel like some people yes. kind of miss. Yes. M- mistake him also because he's kind of like Zimmer is like a defensive guy because his defenses were good with the Niners too but he was a quarterback so he yeah. knows what the, he got like the most out of Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick and like what happened to those guys after they didn't work with Harbaugh they weren't that well Alex Smith went to the Chiefs but he got to work with Andy Reid too but you know like those guys had the best years of their career with Jim Harbaugh and like Jim Harbaugh was key in developing Andrew Luck at Stanford. You know, he helped Michigan kind of get back on their feet when they were kind of down and out. Um, But yeah, like talking about this just makes me more sad that they didn't hire. Yeah, and and I'll (laughs) I'll turn this back the other way because I'm sure there's some people out there being like, well, you're not even giving Kevin O'Connell a chance. That's not what I'm saying. I, I'm just saying, kind of looking back on it, it's like, okay, what happened? Because that's going to be, especially if this Kevin O'Connell thing falls out, everybody's going to be like, well, what did happen with Jim Harbaugh? And and I think that O'Connell, everything that O'Connell has said about putting together this team seems like, you know, it's a, it's a feasible action. Like, hey, we're going to create a support system around Kirk Cousins. You got one step ahead of the last coach, don't you? Uh, you know, we're going to use our top weapon all the time. Whoa, whoa. Next thing you tell me, you're not going to run on second and long first, second and 10 next year when they throw it to Jefferson, everybody's head's going to explode. You know, (laughs) I'm excited to see what O'Connell does. I'm excited to see all that. It's just, it's just a fun little one. If what if until everything, uh, starts up again, but do you think Kaepernick gets signed? No, no, I I feel like that. Like, I'll believe it when I see it just because I know how the NFL has treated this situation. It's a shame. Like I said, he should be playing. He should be signed, in my opinion. But, you know, a bunch of old white dudes are running these teams. So I feel like the Seahawks or the Steelers, I could see one of those teams just giving him a shot. Just like yeah, and the Steelers, the Steelers hired Brian Flores after he had that lawsuit against the NFL. Yep. Then again, their head coach also is uh, black, Mike Tomlin. Yep. But you know, I, I mean, you found we also know. Yeah, I mean, we maybe also they're don't, starting to turn a new leaf. I don't know. We also don't know like what Kaepernick's relationship might be with some people around the NFL. We might look at a team and be like, oh, he's a perfect fit, but he might have a history with someone who's on that team or that coaching staff. But yeah, if, you know, obviously Deshaun Watson is a much better quarterback Mm -hmm. when he was on the field than Kaepernick. Yes. But if, if he is looked at, if Kaepernick is looked at as a bigger PR like risk than Deshaun Watson, then there's a much bigger problem in the NFL than, than we even know about. Uh, But uh, I hate to say it, but I agree with you. I don't, I don't think he gets signed. I don't think so. So to wrap things up on the show, we're going to play. It's not really a game, but it's kind of like the articles we have at the Viking age. Cause we do a lot of grades. <laughs> we do a lot of bold predictions. We do a lot of lists. Like that's kind of our thing at the Viking age. If you like those mm-hmm. three things, it's a great thing to check out at our website. But what we came up with was grading the Vikings off season so far. And I got a list of nine moves or at least nine bullet points. Some of the moves are jammed into one because they're all kind of just lower on the card. But we're going to grade the Vikings offseason so far. And I wrote mine down. I actually got a GPA uh, for this thing. <laughs> so um, I don't know. Like, If you want to figure it out, go along. I'm very scientific with my methods. I was wondering, well, what does that <laughs> equate to? And and it was fun to find out for me because I don't know. I was a 3.2 in high school, by the way, if anybody was not college. I don't know. I took a class once that I did the Tommy boy thing because I took a, I took a philosophy class. I'll tell the story. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, and like I got there and the teacher was just super weird. I'm like, I'm not going to go to this class ever again. Sounds so like, right. I just, I just played NCAA like, 
09 or whatever in my yeah. apartment and like i got mm-hmm. the notes from a friend and mm-hmm. i walked up i got a d in the class and i did the tommy boy i i didn't got a d i'm gonna graduate there was i had one class where all you had to do was show up twice for the whole semester and you got an a like he <laughs> You had to be there once just to make sure you were there. And then the second time was your your final presentation, which was you could do anything you want, which was like people just showing video clips pretty much. And he was like, okay, hey. Uh, Thanks for coming. So uh, that was probably one of my most favorite classes because I just got to sleep in my dorm the whole time. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grades for the off season. I I didn't know we were going to go through the whole thing. I I thought we were just going to do like one big grade, but we can go through them all. That's fine with me. We, we could very, and I mean, very quickly, because I mean, we touched on these a little bit throughout the last yeah. couple of weeks, but uh, the first one I have is signing Kirk Cousins to a one-year extension through 2023. What grade did you give that move? Uh, <laughs> uh, C minus. Because it's, tough. it's very tough. It's not. It's not a terrible deal, but it's not one they no. should have done. No, they should not be continuing down this path of mediocrity. They shouldn't. They should have. Twenty twenty two was a perfect opportunity, not to do complete rebuild like tear the team apart, but it's the perfect opportunity to. And teams were calling about. We know teams were calling about trading for Kirk Cousins. You could have got assets, and you could have used those assets to get. You know, a quarterback this year or next year, get a bridge quarterback, whatever. But like, it hasn't worked with Kirk Cousins. It hasn't worked with him in his entire career. And as the case has been with Kirk Cousins and a lot of players in this current regime, the Vikings are just kicking the can further down the road. And then they're going to turn and look when it doesn't work and be like, oh, I wonder what happened. I don't, I don't know how we got at this point. So I will give it. A C minus. It's hard to grade because I could see the positives of it. If the Vikings had just yeah. done a one year extension with like a similar cap number to this year, I could say, okay, they want to see oh, what Kirk the can no do. No trade clause. That's a big one. Yes. That's a big one. Yes. Big the big no big trade big clause in the void years. Like some of the void yeah. years, like uh, Jesse Davis, I think, has 650000 on a one year contract void year. I'm like, <laughs> What are you doing? But like, honestly, that's not a lot of money, right? That's like, oh, no. we missed out on Marcus Sherrill's or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, you know, Kirk's got like 12 million in void money in 2023. Yeah. And he's got like 6 million the following year. And it's just like, mm-hmm. why? And why would you give him a no trade clause? So I would put this a little bit ahead because I feel like the Vikings wanted to try this out with Kirk and O'Connell. See how that relationship worked. Yeah. But the extra stuff, I wound up giving it a C. I was okay. a, I was a little harsher on it. Um, Harrison Smith less, restructured. Less, you were less harsh. You were less harsh. I said C minus. Oh, you said C minus. I thought you said C plus. Okay. Well, Harrison Smith, what about his restructure? Eh, I, uh, we can go B with that because, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't. He's good. I don't, I don't mind them bringing him back. Like I wouldn't have cared if they traded him or not. Um, it probably would have been a good thing to try and trade him. I don't know if they did or not, or, or had offers. I'm sure they did. But with Harrison Smith, I think like if you want, you, you're trying to build this defense over, and I feel like he can fit in pretty much any system. Um, so I give that a B. I don't think it really affects their their future that much by what they did. I said C. Because I don't, it's not like, like I use the scale of A as like, oh my God, this is a Super Bowl winning move to uh, F, like, did Quasi get drunk? Did he, like, what? what is this move? <laughs> like, something like that. Um, I, I gave it a C. I, I'm just indifferent of it. Um, same with Harrison Phillips and Michael Pierce. Like, I lumped yep. them into one move. Because, like, yep. I don't think signing a nose tackle is going to help you win the Super Bowl. He might be good. He might be good in the community. That sort of thing. Pierce didn't really want to be here, it sounds like. So, a C. Yeah. I, I'm fine with that. 
Um, oh, you got retaining. Wait. Go ahead. What did you did you just skip ahead to to Harrison Phillips and and Mike Pierce? Is that what you gave them? Or yeah, I gave them a C. Yes, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that too. I think I think that's that's fair. Yeah. All right. So we got Daniel Hunter. You retain him. You don't trade him. You don't do any of that stuff. I yep. gave this a B plus because I think he's a huge part of the defense. What say you? Uh, after they kept Cousins, I think you had to do whatever you could to to keep Hunter. So I would even I'd give him an A minus because the injuries he had are not nagging. They are you know random. Uh, they're they're football injuries. So I'm not gonna sit here and label him injury prone. He's still like 27, 28. So he's still got a handful of good seasons left, and he's really good uh, on the field. And I think in a three four, he can he might even be able to be better than he was in a four three. So um, I would give this an A minus. I went a little lower just because I don't know. I, I the injury history kind of scares me. Yeah. Um, the same with Zadarius Smith. I gave that a B plus too, because I think, you know, yeah. Luke Braun said it best. He could have that injury again. And where yeah. are the Vikings? Like, are they starting yeah. DJ Wanham on the edge? Like that doesn't yeah. seem like a good idea. Yeah. Back injury is not, that's way different than something that what Daniel suffered. Uh, so yeah, I would give the Zadarius Smith sign. I don't even give that a B just because, we just don't know. Like he was, in, he played in two games last year. Um, that's not something to, to you know, just move on from. That's 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 serious. Um, and he's getting up there in age. Luckily, the Vikings set up his contract where it looks like they can get out of it pretty easily next year if they have to. But like you said, you know, who's the the third guy behind Hunter and and uh, Smith? Is it DJ Wanham? You know, is it? I mean, uh, what are they going to do with Jordan? Hicks, um, you know, are they going to draft somebody early with with that first pick? Are they going to use that on an edge rusher? You know, we got to see what they do before we're like, because I'm just curious how much, how often they play Zadarius Smith, because I, I feel like they don't want to make him a full time guy out there with with how his age and everything and his his recent health. So maybe they do, but yeah, I would give that a B uh, for sure. I still wouldn't be shocked if they draft an edge rusher in the first round. Like, uh, no. I, I think you need depth. I, I think you need quality depth. And I think yeah. that's a great place to get it, especially at their price point. Um, giving Adam Thielen a raise. Because that's basically what it was, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't a pay cut. So mm-hmm. what do you think? That's a C minus. That's a, I was thinking about D plus there, but Dylan's still pretty good. He can he can make some plays. It's just just locking him in essentially until twenty twenty four just doesn't seem like it's a good decision with way that he's been hurt recently and his production and not, not being a thousand yard receiver since twenty eighteen. Um just uh, seems like they're just paying him because he's from Minnesota and fans would freak out if they got rid of him. But so yeah, I'll give it a C minus. Uh, I would have been fine if they didn't, if they gave him a raise, but didn't really like the the contract that they did. We've talked about this. This is not a typical Vikings contract. I don't know who signed this or who came up with this, but the the terms of it. I think a lot of people when they saw it were like, "What are they doing? Like, who, whoa. <laughs> you wouldn't give this contract to most yeah. players his age. Like, you wouldn't if like." If it was Devontae Adams or DeAndre Hopkins and they're 33, 34, I don't know how many people get this contract. Like, unless you're like Larry Fitzgerald or, or somebody like that. Like, this contract is, is, uh, something. Uh, so C minus for me. That's exactly what I was going to say. Larry Fitzgerald probably got something similar, but he's also yeah. Larry Fitzgerald, yeah. one of the greatest receivers of all time. I think Adam Thielen is one of the greatest Vikings of all time. I think he's still a dangerous red zone target, but those injuries are a little scary. One of them was a hamstring injury. The other one was a uh, you know pretty bad ankle sprain. You can't really prevent that, but yep. 
I, I mean, you know, if you listen to me on last Thursday, got my thoughts on Adam Thielen and then some. Um, I think he's a very good player, but I mean, you know, you said locking him in that long, adding another void year uh, after his contract is gone. Like, it seems like this move came from up above and they said, sign Adam Thielen or else Blue Earth, Blue Earth County is going to be pissed. Like, <laughs> that seems like it was the well, like it was the mandate there. Uh, Pat Pete, he said that he is going to be returning to the Vikings on a one-year deal. What do you think? What's your grade? I, I'll give this. I'll give this a B because they have they have nobody in the second. Cam Dantzler, uh, but they had nobody in the secondary. Uh, he's already familiar with the guys in the locker room. He likes it in Minnesota. He played pretty well last year when he was on the field. Like I said, I don't remember him getting burned uh, last season at all. Uh, he what did he do? He shut down DeAndre Hopkins, um, and you know he was he was solid. And I think he'll be a good leader for this defense, which is probably going to have a bunch of young players. Um, so I have no problem. And and what did they get? Four, was it four million? So yeah, yes. Do, do yeah. that deal any any time, any time. Do that deal. The uh, thing so be for me. The thing that Patrick Peterson's deal does is it gives you a little flexibility, um, both with the cap because it's such a cheap deal. And with your draft needs, because if you didn't sign Patrick Peterson, it's like, all right, we better take somebody or else we're going to be like hosed. Um, You know, now if they sit there and they don't like Trent McDuffie or who's ever there at 12, they can say, okay, let's turn around and take Chris Olave. Let's go around. Let's take a luxury pick. Just bolster our offense or a pass rush or something and, and kind of go forward from there. So I gave it a B as well. I thought it was a very good move. Probably nothing that, uh, you know, moves the needle toward a Super Bowl team. But, hey, it's pretty good. Um, I lumped everybody else into one big category because that's <laughs> what it feels like. Uh, Channon Sullivan's probably the most uh, prestigious name in there. But you have <laughs> Austin. Yeah, I don't I don't know how to like the, the biggest name prestigious. I don't I don't know the most yep. familiar to Vikings mm-hmm. fans because mm-hmm. like. When they played them, they're like, go after that guy. Okay. And the Vikings are like, let's sign that guy now. I was like, okay. Um, Sean Mannion. <laughs> Sean Mannion. <laughs> that's going to be an awkward, like, uh, that's thing an in the F locker room. for me. That's an F. Oh, oh, you want to talk about Sean Mannion? I, we don't, ha- we don't, I don't have care. to, but that's, that's an F for me. I don't, I don't care. Like I, it's not to shoot that's down the your problem. idea, but uh, yeah, that's, that's the, the problem. problem. That's why he deserves an F. <laughs> But I mean, I don't care. Like I don't, I don't because if Kirk goes down, the Vikings are hosed anyway. Like even, I mean, even if they draft a rookie, unless his name's Malik Willis, like any of these guys going to help out, you know, you know, throw Kenny Pickett out there, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of whatever. So, um, okay. We'll throw Sean Mannion in this Austin Schlottman, Jesse Davis, Chris Reed, Johnny Munt. Uh, which is typical tight end fullback name, Nate Harrison, who should be playing second base for the twins. They signed all of them. What's your grade? Jordan Berry too. punter. What, what, oh, what's yes. the kicker's name too? Uh, Greg Joseph. Yeah. He's got two first well, names. T- well, did he that? sign his tenor? I don't know. Uh, see, see for this, for this whole off season, I was going to give the Vikings a, people are going to be mad. A C minus because where have they gotten better? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I, I mean, it's the same damn team. They yeah. have issues in the, along the line. They have issues uh, in pass rush. They have issues in the secondary. They got better as far as they have a coach that's now nicer and, you know. Yeah, and we don't even offense. know if he's better. Like, he's nicer. Yeah. Sure. Is he a better coach? We don't know that. It's like Leslie Frazier. Uh, super nice dude. I don't know how great. Percy Harvin threw a weight plate at his head, but that means you know. nothing. Who, like some of the most successful coaches in the NFL are the most miserable people you've ever met in your life. Or like just so mean and, and wretched. You think of Bill Belichick, you think of Tom Coughlin, uh who's the coach? Bill Cower. Bud Grant. Uh, <laughs> 
think see? Bud see. I mean, look, Bud was knew, stoic, but I think he was he was fair on his players. I knew this would happen. See, look now, TVA. But 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 really, where 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 have they gotten better? They haven't. They got they, they gotten older. Justin Jefferson. Okay, maybe he got better, but he's already there. I need you have to, I need, uh, you, have, you have to understand from our so there's a lot of people who are just ride or die in. Whatever, whatever the Vikings do, they're going to be on base. And oh yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of popular players. So I mean, they want to see the conclusion. They want to see Adam Thielen win a Super Bowl ring. They want to see Kirk Cousins yeah. win a Super Bowl ring. Uh, they want to see all these guys because they're invested in them. The problem is, what's their ceiling? Is it going to be Kevin O'Connell that you know gets them over the top? We don't know. It very well could be. We don't know. This feels like the same damn team. It's the same thing. I sat there in week two against Arizona and I was like, Roman Reigns. Like, you know, it's the same thing. I'm fighting John Cena here. Like, you know. Yeah. 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 I just spear F5 suplex. Like I'm I'm enlightened. Yeah. I'm I'm enlightened with all the, the, I like the Zadarius Smith signing. I like bringing back Peterson. I'm intrigued by some of the uh, offensive line moves they've made, but. Where have they gotten better? I I would like someone to point out to me where they've gotten better because I don't you guys, I don't know. If you guys have an idea, it's like, hey, this is where the Vikings improved. I'd love to hear from you. I, I mean, I it's not it's not like a challenge or anything. I just want to see your point of view and see where you look at the team and go, yeah, because I I have this team as a C plus. I have it above average because they brought everybody back. They shuffled salary. They made a couple of nice moves. Like Zadarius Smith is nice, but I mean, it's nothing that I'm just like, here we go. Super Bowl, Packers dead. Everybody's mm-hmm. dead. Like, here come the Vikings. Like, and if you're oh, like, sorry. if you're if you're building a team and looking at the NFC, like, oh, we have a chance this year because the NFC is worse. Like, that's not how you should be building your football team. Like, the everyone else is terrible, so we might have a chance now. Like, no, you should be trying to make the best team possible for multiple years, not you know, scraping the bottom of the barrel every year, trying to be like, oh, we have a little bit left in here. Let's see, let's see what we got. Uh, like it seems like that's every year. They're like, well, well, you know, maybe if we just tweak this a little bit, but then something else goes wrong. Like I've I've seen, I don't know if it was like PFF Eric or whatever who threw it out, like the expectation of O'Connell coming in and fixing problems with like Kirk cousins or whatever. But then, you know, what about the problems on the defense or what about new problems that arise? Like those problems, like we're going to see new stuff next year is how he's going to handle that as a first time head coach and everything. Like, yeah, just what what, they haven't done. Maybe if they do stuff in the draft, like this could change if they do stuff in the draft, but right now they have, they're not any better than they were last year just because they got a new head coach that is nicer. Quasi is going to have to have like a Sonny Weaver Jr. type draft for us to like really <laughs> change our tone because like, you know, I, I don't I don't know. I and I mean, I'm not trying to be a pessimist. It's like I've seen this. I've seen this. Like if they go out and they win their and first five even, games, I'll eat crow. But it's not even pessimistic. It's 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 they've missed the playoffs a slot three machine. And, They've risked the, they missed the playoffs three of the last four years with these guys. Like what 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 do you think is gonna happen just because they got a new head coach who's never done this before? Like why all of a sudden is this team gonna turn around and just be a Super Bowl contender because they got a new head coach? They're basically playing <laughs> they're playing the slots. Yeah. Like you go, you go to a casino, you throw money in and you mindlessly pull the lever and hope everything hits jackpot. 2017, it did that. You got like four sevens and like a bar or whatever it is, you know, whatever slot machine you play. Kevin O'Connell is coming in thinking that he's counting cards at the blackjack table. Like he's trying to use the information that he has and accentuating it. But I don't know if it worked. And that's the fun part. That's, I mean, if people who are excited about this team, that's what's fun. We'll find out if Kevin O'Connell is good. We'll find out if oh, these guys do have another level. Like that's the intriguing fun. part of this season. So it's still fun. I'm yeah. still intrigued. Yeah, for sure. But like my expectations aren't high. <laughs> like I they like 
Okay, someone just commented, trust the system. What system? What is the system? Like, patch up the holes in the boat and hopefully, like, what is the system? There's no, there's no, there's no system. There is no system. Not until training camp. Maybe, yeah, maybe there is. But right now, what they're doing, the same thing that they've done the last 10 years, this is not, it's not a system. I hope in like, September, like the Vikings are four and zero, and everybody's being like, "You guys are idiots!" And like, yeah, sure. we were, we totally I were. So too. I hope so <laughs> we know too. we're idiots. We we're already. I mean, we're on we're on YouTube flapping our gums. Like, yeah, we're idiots. We we I I, I will fully admit that we'll be I even so bigger too. idiots if they do well, and we'll be happy about it. It's not like we're cheering yeah. against them. No, but anyway, yeah. uh, before I sign off. I don't know. Do you want to spill the beans about Thursday or I mean, uh, I will not be, yet. Okay, I'm waiting. I will be. I'm waiting. On, yeah. Oh, you're waiting. You on. go ahead. Okay. You go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say I will be at Target Field, uh, presumably getting wet and cold uh, watching the twins because <laughs> I don't know. Double fisting uh, $15 beers is an American pastime. I'm not going to pass up. So I it's will no, not be around, but it's no San Diego opening day. That's for sure. Yeah, there's no snow in San Diego. That's what I've heard. Uh not that you not gotta right. go motorcycle. You gotta go. You gotta go like yeah, you gotta go like a half hour away. And you can find some some snow in, in January or February, like a centimeter. Um in the morning before it melts. Uh but yeah, no, none of that here. I haven't seen that in a long time. I don't I don't plan to. But yeah, on, on Thursday, so we'll have a, a special guest. Uh hopefully and talk uh, some some heavy draft content because it's what this person uh, is very familiar with. So uh, we will be talking the draft because that's the uh, what's what's coming up at the end of the month. It's going to be here before we know it. Um, so yeah, that'll be coming Cody up. Cody Rhodes, Pyro, hopefully, like all that <laughs> stuff, and you know, yeah, for sure, it might be Cody Rhodes. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> that that is all the time we have on the Viking age podcast. Again, we do this every Monday and Thursday. We try not to be negative. I I'm sorry. If you feel like we're negative, we're I, negative. I don't know. Send, send us your comments. We're on, How, where, where do you, we're think honest. We'll talk we're not, about it. We're not negative. Yeah. We're honest. We're honest. Sure. <laughs> um, so we do this 6 15 PM central time right here on the Viking age YouTube channel. Uh, make sure you subscribe. So you never miss a live episode. And if you do, we got the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify the following day. Once again, I am Chris Shedd for my co-host Adam Patrick. Thank you for listening to the Viking Age Podcast.